if, if you wouldn't mind, boys, are you ready to start the show? Why, yes, sir, gentleman farmer. Okay. As soon as Cody, Cody stops jerking off, we'll Plugging my vape pen in. <laughs> eh, no, I was jerking off. I was jerking off. That's the easiest. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Hold on! Oh, Jesus Christ! Welcome to Roast Mortem. Oh my God! First Whoa. show Hi. that the internet said maybe not to. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm Travis. I will be your Cody for this evening. Mike didn't join us. Guess why, Fuck. guys? Uh, why? He doesn't care. Dude, I think Mike. I was like, keep saying this, but I think he started another show. Doesn't like us anymore. Oh yeah, what kind of show did do you think he would do if Mike cared about a podcast? What what do you think he would do? I think Mike is doing a skate slash GTA San Andreas show where he skates around and plays GTA San Andreas in random locations. I, I, I could see it. I want yeah. Mike to do a cooking show, like a stoner cooking show, because like I, I haven't told you guys this, but like once upon a time. I had a, I had a, I had a dream that featured Mike, and I was over his house for whatever reason. And I've never been to his house in real life, but I was over at what I presumed was his house, and he was so excited. He's like, "Cody, Cody, I, I made something, and you got to taste it." Oh, and I'm like, no. oh okay. <laughs> what do you, oh God, what do you what do you got? And he's like, "I call this seafood chili," and I'm just there like, oh. "Mike, you don't understand the concept of seafood <laughs> and or chili if you've made something called seafood chili." And he's like, "No, dude, you got to try it. It's great." And I'm just and like I felt like I spent the entire six hours sleep just being like, "No, Mike, I'm not eating something called seafood chili." This is. The ulcerous dream that will enter your brain once you've even imagined the south shore of Long Island. It is a mess oh. down there. Everything can be chilly, and some things are sick. Dude, I go. mean, I know that I can make a chili out of anything, but how is your chili of a week, Tom? Oh, you, you got me. Like yeah, if all the days were different types of meat, you would put it into a chili. Oh. What was the highlight of it? All right, the highlight of this week. Shout out to my girlfriend, Gabriella. She got me a cavaquinho, which is a, a like a real ukulele, not one of those Hawaiian ones. That Dude, Cody I thought it was plays. high when I was looking at that picture with you holding it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful little guitar uh, th- that they base so tiny. ukuleles off of because the Portuguese, uh, as stupid as, as Cody thinks Portuguese people are, they made the small instrument first. Fucking racist, Cody. A little yeah. racist. He's he's I'll canceled, and I'm excited to play very high tuned little chords. Wait, so is if that's true, Tom? Then is is culturally appropriating the Portuguese? Me? Well, uh, no, no. Is is the 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 oh, big oh, big Hawaiian but guy? Is. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is cult. He is um, he's guilty of of eating too much cream, and that's about it. Really, he's that's a, what killed him. He seems like a lovely man. He's dead. Yeah. He seemed like a lovely he's, man. He's uh, wrapped in a lot of plastic. He was over the rainbow, singing a song I didn't care for and making it a little more fun. Because Judy did Garland's you hear how version... That song was, like, did you hear how that song was recorded? 
I, I've heard legends about how that was like, I got an idea, brother. And then he went out and rocket powered it in like 15 minutes. <laughs> it, it was it was fucking 3 a.m. Even better. And he, had, he, he, needed, he needed like to wake up people for like the keys to the studio to like push it out. <laughs> well, you know what? God bless him. He's dead now. We won't do an episode on him because he only did one thing, which was, well, two things. He made one song that's very nice and ate. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes at the same time, simultaneously. Yeah, probably. Cody, yeah. full circle, how was your week? Oh, my God. It was actually eventful. Um, for the people at home, uh, I'm going to date the episode real quick. It's, it's the episode before our Thanksgiving on this timeline. And yesterday, I just only then got my Trump bucks. Mm. You got your Trump bucks? Yesterday, I got my Trump bucks. And this is, we're really close to Thanksgiving. At the time of this recording, I just got my Trump bucks, and everyone who got Trump bucks knows in the bottom corner, it, it's, it's printed, President Donald J. Trump. So I'm so curious to see if I attempt to cash this after January 20th, what will happen? Because he's technically not the president anymore, so if I go into my bank, and I'm just like, oh, $1,200, please, and they'll, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if they'll be like, uh, this man is not president anymore. Yeah, it's it's uh, no. a forgery after a while. Well, who and knows? I'll, and I'll be like, this was the most expensive experiment I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to I have could, to pay back. You can yeah. scribble in like President Jobadin in Jobadin. there and see if they take that. Um, you know what, dude? God bless every president. Yeah. Now, Travis, I care. So what is going on with your week? Oh, wow. thanks, Tom. I've just had a crazy, crazy week. I went outside the other day, and I found that I had a big old flat tire. Oh! oh. Well, so we're going to be bigger than inflated. We're going to be talking about a flat tire later, but tell uh, me about well, your flat tire. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I rolled over like a uh, porcupine or if maybe I got antifa but... Um, my tire was so flat, I had to call AAA because I didn't want to put my big ass in the middle of the road. Thousand dollars <laughs> later, after doing all these repairs oh, in my car, a thousand dollar flat. Well, I had them replace all my tires, so that was like five hundred bucks. All of them. The oh, I had them do the shocks. You know, they just they lump everything in because you say, know cars are fun. I was gonna like say that. that's like Santa Monica tires, but you don't live no, in well, Santa Monica. Well, you know, I mean, I, I drive a Ford Fiesta, but I thought I'd go for the McLaren tires. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I like I that. drive, I, my, my car goes from zero to 60 in about 20 seconds, which is very exciting. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> you are truly one to zip. Performance yeah. isn't always measured. Never mind. There's nothing there. That would be fun to have on your yeah, car. Yeah, so I figured let's get McLaren McLaren uh, tires on my car. Hey, you know, like, I feel like in Portland, that's got to be a fun thing to have on your car, like something that's like you pull up and there's a homeless man asking for spare change and you go, you see them tires? And God knows spare change. Spent it all on that. <laughs> yeah. You can't have these tires. You I can't have them. These little po profile rims, I'm going to have to pay for the dents because you have to get them out of there real quick. I'm not paying for your your uh, your abortion. I'm not paying for that, lady. Go go away. So for Portland, I think you could be more creative with how you show off those tires. So I'm glad he spent a thousand. Could have been three thousand. Is my point. Yeah, 
Well, you know, now my car's all premium. Now it's a, the cum fiesta is back to its ah. its spiciness. <laughs> it's a spicy cum fiesta car. You know, I can drive around real slow. I don't know if anyone here remembers the the website cum fiesta. Um, I know you do, Travis, as you repeat it. It's a classic. It yeah, classic a pornography website. Gov? No, uh, yeah, it was a .gov, but if you went there and you typed in Comfiesta as the username and Comfiesta as the password, you would get into the site. I did not know that. Why were you holding out on me? I didn't. Well, we weren't friends. You called well, me a cancer you know what? patient. I think, I think that was the best setup for any type of porn because the woman would knock on the door and say, I'm here for the Comfiesta. It was amazing what you yeah. can do with just knocking on a door like that. And yeah, right. any man would be like, uh, I'll improvise. Come on in. I think, the, I think the Jehovah's should learn a lesson from the, that Comfiesta. But, Tom, who is on the chopping block? Yeah. Okay, chopping block tonight. We're not going to talk got? about come once, I don't think. Very sad no, script. No. Well, mm. Okay, so tonight, yeah, we're talking about a woman named Mary, <laughs> Mary Eddie Baker. Excuse me. Or Mary Baker Eddie. Those were two different names she had. Doesn't matter. Mary Eddie Baker. Wait, is she an Eddie or is she a Baker? Does she well, bake see, or does is she Ed? She starts off as a uh, one of those um, Mary Bakers. And then the Eddie gets thrown in there. And I've seen it in multiple ways, to be honest with you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Mary Eddie Baker. Now, this flat tire of a woman somehow started an American organization called the Church of Christ Scientist also known as Christian Science. Oh, oh shit. We doing yeah. Christian Science right yeah. now? Yeah, Yo, man. We're we, going to have fun. Yeah. We, we doing how Jesus turns the fish into an ape and then the sun revolves around the earth type of shit? Right. Now, this is possibly the only organization to date that allows both Christians and people who like Neil deGrasse Tyson too much to point and laugh and say, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> This is the, the common ground. You know, no one really gets it except the people who really got it. Now, Mary is the author of the key book behind the Church of Christ Scientist, Science and the Key with Health to Scriptures. Wait, did I say All right. right? Science and Health with the Key to Scriptures. Excuse me, you can keep that in, Zwick. Who cares? A book that, as expected, has many mixed reviews on Goodreads.com. Oh. Now, what kind of sick person rates a religious book on Goodreads.com? How little do you care about your time? Uh, I don't know. I walk around. I'm like, this broble is pretty nice. It's got nice gold leafing on the sides. Uh, I'm going to give it a 10. It's because, uh, one to five. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to give it a 10 because it's got gold on the sides, dog. I mean, that means that the words on the inside make more or more powerful. Yeah, I love the word of God. At any rate, Mary did it. So let's talk about her and how she did it. What is the word of God? I feel it's just don't. Yeah, don't. That would, don't. It, yeah, best best summed up as don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't. It, it, yeah, sup and don't. Don't. When he shows up in the Old Testament. Yo, sup. Should don't. I watch the movie All, go, All Dogs Go to Heaven? Don't. Don't age well. Don't watch don't. Don't matter. So wait, is all dogs go to heaven? Is that a Christian science book? Because it's telling you about Christianity that all dogs, as doctrine, go to heaven. That's 
actually a huge like schism in the church because some people believe like uh, only humans have souls, therefore all dogs uh, do not go to heaven. So like, there's some ministers that are like telling like six year old Sally May, just like your your Pomeranian's rotting in hell once he dies. Well, well it's Cody. like hell though. They just go nah, it just kind of stops. Which well, I think is how a lot of people think about themselves. You know, like it's they like a lot of Christians have it most of the way. Well, look, I'm not look. I, one point I want to make about this show right now that we're doing, Travis. I don't want to cut you off anymore, but what I will say is that I don't intend to do any religious bashing. I'm over it. Bill Hicks is dead. I know. <laughs> I don't care anymore. We're just gonna have fun with this woman. You know, like well, I don't need this fucking. Uh, Bill Maher, like, oh, they did the religion. Oh, they said they did it. <laughs> well, what about this? Not doing that tonight. Well, the only thing I wanted to say, though, Cody, is you're right, because that is the reason. That was my falling out of religion. Because I remember talking. puppies don't get in? Well, nah, and my kitty cats, because I remember talking to uh, the youth group leader, and I was like, dude, I'm so excited to go to heaven, which is fucked up for a kid to say, because... You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like so excited to go to heaven because I get to see my dead cat that just died. She's like, "Bad news, bud. That cat doesn't exist anymore." Your like, well, how is it heaven? This is a place I want to go. I want to yeah. see my cat. Oh, well, you know, heaven this is petless, as the Christians say. All cats die of AIDS, so obviously <laughs> they're going to hell. Okay. All right, so tell us about Mary Baker, Eddie boy, born in Bow B O W. New Hampshire on July 16th, 1821 to Mark Baker and Abigail Baker. As you could guess, this, this this was a couple. They were very into God together. This is their bonding experience. I guess they met on the street. You like God? Okay, let's start family. Mark High was five. a Protestant congregationalist, the kind that got off on telling people that they were going to hell. Loved it. It's all he talked about, really. We've talked about Congregationalists before. That's uh, uh, Henry Beecher. And who was the other guy we did? We did another one that was a Congregationalist. This, they happen through history. American history is, like, founded on these people, these religious yeah. wackos. Um, and not, you know, annoying. Well, they're the, the direct descendants <laughs> of pilgrims. Right, and they're Puritans. Who, these are people that put belts on their hats. I mean, you know when you see a boomer get upset about a, a, a gentleman wearing his hat with like, uh, you know, the, 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 the tags on it or something? Well, to this be fair, was, I get upset, but... This country was founded by people that put belts on their hats. Right. And they put pants on the, the wrong side of their ass. With, yeah. With their, uh, what, they, what they call the knickers that would come up to the wrong area. Everyone was wearing capris as if they're some kind of French man. <laughs> <laughs> now, the family was, um, they were all on board with this. Uh, like, uh, Mark's going off about hell, this, hell, that. Um, no one seemed to really go against the grain, but he never shut up anyway. You know, I, I could only imagine this as, um, <sighs> like a sports team, excuse me, a, a family that is into one sports team. They find things to argue about, uh, even though they're on one or or fans of one sports team. Um, what I'm trying to paint here is that it was a lot of rambling. It's like the equivalency of nice weather out there is you're gone to hell. <laughs> Dude, right. Reggie Danielson could totally throw the ball 
ball farther than Steven Robinson. Right. They because re- they fight if about you look that at it, if you look at the left muscle on his bicep, dude, it is so much stronger. <laughs> now that's uh, how sports are, right? That's pretty much lefty. it. I mean, you are you are one of those annoying sports ball guys. You always have been. And yeah. um I, I know how to catch it. and pitch. You're actually very athletic. People don't know that about you. You, you don't like sports, but you're you are you can run, you can jump, you can, I can hit fall. Things. You can fall. Travis is the most athletic person on this I've show. I've seen it actually. I but, think if Jackie Chan ever retires from life, I'm gonna step in, dude. I would love to be managed by the Chinese government. Uh, Mary and her five older siblings worked on the family farm and talked about hell six days a week. <laughs> now every Sunday. Mark would tell the kids to take a load off, relax a bit, and talk about hell over a cloudy glass of warm water. (laughs) Yeah. Mary's dad was such a Sabbath nut that if anyone worked at all, he gave him a good old 1800s whooping. He's like, no, you can't be working on Yeah. That's work. Well, no, it's it's gospeling. It's pleasure. Gospeling. Cody, do you want to... I think you might like this, actually. This is way up your alley of uh, psychology. So... Oh, no. This good-hearted congregationalist beat the, uh, he beat a chicken to death for hopping around too much on the Sabbath. <laughs> That's, you can't, mm. He said, that looks like work to me. Could that you, chicken's got Satan in him. Yeah, and that, and, and here we have the, the first ever, uh, Chick-fil-A dinner. Right? <laughs> right? They don't work on Sundays. Well, I was well, just chicken. talking about that today. I was like, what, what other company doesn't work on Sundays? And it must have been this man who started Chick-fil-A. Uh, he could have. I mean, he, he certainly made some nuggets that they ate on Monday, Monday morning. Yeah, it's ready on Monday. Gotta go to Burger King on Sunday where they don't work. They just feed the Whopper. And he <laughs> spits out food into your window. <laughs> <laughs> the Whopper, the old, the old magical yeah. deep thought Whopper who sits there yeah. and eats virgin children gathered from <laughs> Epstein's Island. And delivers them onto plates. Me Whopper, feed me. We were able to get around the puritanical blue blue collar laws of this country by making a species that knew no God. <laughs> what is God? Help. Now, <laughs> now Mary claimed she was eight year olds when she first heard the voice of God. She told her mom about the voice, and her mom was like, "No, you're too young for God to speak to you." And her dad was like, that's impossible. You've been studying books too much, and your brain is too big for your body. You're probably having a really hard time adjusting. Hey, can I, have you heard about this place called hell? From what I hear, it's really hot. You don't want to go down there. Steamy. Now, this was true. She was quite the bookworm. She spent a lot of her time reading books, studying uh, things, you know, how, how does things do it when books didn't make sense. They were all fantasy technically because science hadn't been really invented. Um, mm-hmm. we just figured out that apples fall out of trees a few years ago. Didn't make much progress since. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Tom, excuse me. Cause we were talking about such heady subjects of heaven and hell. What time period are we in right now? Where are we at? Well, she's at born 18... in 1821. So now we're talking about 1829. So a woman is just on the same level in 1829 as a snail. A snail doesn't think too much. It just moves around. Gastropods. Well, just, what do you mean? Well, I'm saying she's breaking out of her shell and turning into a beautiful banana slug. 
Um, because she's learning and her dad is like, no, here's your shell. You get back in there, banana slug. You're too beautiful and thoughtful of a creature. You need to be in your shell again. I think that's a really good analogy, actually, Travis. I think that, I think that, um, this is the kind of woman that would frequent a Dairy Queen and talk about how if you hold the ice cream upside down long enough, it's going to fall. She's going to tell the truth. This is the kind of woman she is. She goes, oh, well, you got to hold it upside down longer for us to see science about it. Um, because she <laughs> Don't was smart. trick me with your blizzards. She was smart. Dairy queen. Um, so good analogy there. Yeah, she was breaking out of her uh, conventional shell, and she was telling people that they need to hold on to their ice cream longer to see what it really happens. Yeah. At any rate, some of her siblings and cousins played along and claimed that they heard the voice of God, too. They were like, oh, sure. So they're feeding this thing to her. Where she's <laughs> sure. Like, I hear God. And, she, and they're all like, oh, sure. So um, one oh. cousin, who was sadly named uh, Mahidabal Huntoon. Um, <laughs> he dabble on tune? Yeah. Tom's having a stroke. Yeah. Call, <laughs> call him an ambulance. Writing this down, I uh, this my reference for this. <laughs> I can't believe I did it. Uh Ma Mahabadal no. Mahidabal Huntoon, okay? Name your Good. kid that. Uh, Is that the to- new soft drink that's replacing Baja Blast at Taco Could, Bell? Could be. I mean, Taco Bell, I was having... Co- no, too much tangent. Let's bring it back in. We've already um, talked about Dairy Queen, Burger <laughs> King, and Taco Bell in this fucking episode. Yeah, well, you're right, Cody. Thank you for keeping me on track. So it said that, um, yeah, uh, Huntoon had heard Mary's name be called by a disembodied voice as well. Um, who would have fucking thought... So now we have other children backing up a child's claims that she's hearing oh. God's. So a few months go by where Mary's hearing God call her name. So Mary, Mary, Mary. Not very exciting. Uh, her mother, Abigail, started to buy into this shit. She believed it. She's like, all right, well, you know, the first few months I thought you were crazy. Now, because you won't shut up about it, let's do it. So she told Mary to say, let it. The next time she hears God speak out, repeat after me. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Speak, Lord, for our servant heareth. Right. Almost. So, so next time she heard <laughs> did it. Did I do it? Yeah, you did it, but uh, uh, you don't you just do it again. Your versus our. Speak, Lord, for my boner giveth. Right. So she Close did up. She did that after the second time she heard it again. Now, the first time she choked up, and she felt that God was mad at her. So she's like, oh, God, I choked up. I couldn't say them words. But then you have this, like, I got to say it next time. So round two, she says it. God doesn't come back. He's gone. Last time. He's gone. Now, it's funny how God works like that. You know, this is yeah. a woman. Wait, uh, is God the fucking candy man? Is she, like, saying this shit into a mirror? I don't know, dude. Um, I don't think she is. I think she's saying it out in the middle of a field. Oh, okay. I don't think that they had mirrors back then. She did not know what she looked like. When yeah, she was she, saying this, yeah. she she hath not no knowledge of how she looketh. She she hath not know that she looks like skinny bitchums. Is gotcha. bitchums biblical? We'll discuss this later. By the time she was ten years old, she was praying seven times a day, making journal entries about the content of her prayers to measure spiritual growth. When she was twelve, she found um, a hole in her father's views about okay. The religion thing. Now she had been she had been doing her best <laughs> to study 
What Cody a lady! And I both, yeah, she's stunning. Cody and I both went yeah. the same yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She found when a she hole. Was 12, she, when she was twelve, she found a hole. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a very coming of age thing for a woman, Tom. I, that's not exceptional. Uh, uh, I didn't say it was. <laughs> it's just helping to paint a picture. Mm-hmm. So she believed that souls were. Uh, excuse me, not she. He, Mark, believed that souls were predestined to go to either heaven or hell before the person was even born. Now, she, on the other hand, believed that hearts of the faithful could gain passage to heaven and repent against their original and own sins. Myself and several other listeners believe that the soul can gain passage to heaven by making weekly trips to Applebee's, Outback, or Chili. These <laughs> views are all equally contentious. <laughs> or is this just a shotgun blast of fishing for sponsors? <laughs> well, I, you know what, Tom? I We've think- got six. I think you have to, there's a certain amount of, uh, you know, what in the Catholic Church, there's self-flogulation, right? Where you have to yeah. pay penance. Mm-hmm. And when you're sitting alone at that Applebee's bar, Whipping seven watered-down beers deep, you're working on your eighth one because it's twofer. You have to finish the eighth. Right. I think you might find the light of God. You could. You could. Let me tell you lot? something. Uh, no joking. The one time Gabriella left her phone somewhere. And and I thought she had it on her, and we were going to meet up. She was able to find me. I was at an Applebee's. It's a real <laughs> story. Finding God? I was finding uh, a veteran. I think that I might have find, found God at a famous Dave's, because I think I had a, heart, a minor heart attack, because I was sweating a lot. I ate too much meat, and I well, got that, meat goggles. That was a good time at famous Dave's. Yeah. Well, you eat, you eat out of the garbage there. Well, yeah, so I mean, do. that's they don't actually serve food. Do you sit at that's a table? Tom, people do not know how to eat meat off the bone. All the good parts, they throw away. So how can you blame me? I didn't people blame you. People are too used to you. chicken nuggets where there is no bone. You've been the getting soul. raw chicken nuggets. You're a degenerate meat eater. Carnivore. I like the soul of the bone. I like the bones, too. I like to eat meat as well. There's nothing wrong with eating meat. But you're somehow worse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's continue. This is my sure. science. No one cares continue about time. us eating at Applebee's. That's not what the show's about. It's educational. Yeah. This is also around the time when Mary started to get the idea of prayful, prayerful healing. She starts thinking about this like, oh, shit, you know, my views, they can make shit better. You see, Mary had started to become ill regularly. She felt weak most days. And when she didn't, she talked it up. She chalked it up to. Praying properly. Would you believe that shit? So she claimed to pray a fever away one time and was sold on the spiritual powers of prayer ever since. This is the foundation of her life's work, which, of course, we'll cover because this is the show. Damn it. Cody, I noticed that you're bleeding profusely. My thoughts and prayers. I will not call 911. I think I'm clotting. You're definitely clotting at something. Um, In 1836, at the age of 15 years old, Daddy Mark decided to take the family to a new place and get out of Bow and move to San Bornton Bridge, <laughs> New Hampshire. Okay. Most of the, now, most of her older siblings had moved out by then, and there was only three left, and that wasn't enough to run a farm. So San Bornton seemed like a good place to go. There was action there. There was a church for Mark to socialize at and make some good friends Mary went to the local schoolhouse where she was, for lack of a better term, a total prick. 
So how oh. close is this to the Connecticut River? Because that's what separates New Hampshire and Vermont. I don't know, Travis. Actually, I don't look at geography. This is a geography podcast, and I think that a geography podcast is actually uh, doomed to fail because that is a visual medium. Uh, well, I'm just wondering because if they were close enough, then they could have been in Vermont. They could have been eating Ben and Grary's. That's why they would have moved there. How many Coors Light seltzers did you have tonight? It's a lot. Uh, a couple of them. Like. I mean, Jesus is in me right now. Jesus is inside. Jesus is everywhere. He's oh. Yeah, he's everywhere all at once. All my holes are filled. Okay, let me just write this in the notes. Jesus is in Travis. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's she Zeus. Op- so she openly stated that she was better than other kids and refused to play games and participate in class activities and pretended to be sick all the fucking time. Oh. Now, we all went to school with some croup, uh, croup, uh, some creep like this. They're uh, baloney people. They're usually in the drama club. There was this or one GSA. kid. Uh, Zwick, get your beeper out. There's this one kid <laughs> we went to school with, and he, uh, I think we mm-hmm. mentioned him yeah. several hundred times on the podcast. This is a character on the show at this I, point. I know. <laughs> we, should, we should just start giving him an alias to spare the audience the beeps. Yeah. Nah, I the think, beeps are I, fun. I think Tom said James Yankee once. <laughs> <laughs> James Yankee. <laughs> if I did, then I thank myself. And if not, Cody, touche. Nah, that was you. Now, like I said, baloney people. Everyone went to school with baloney people. Hey, people grow out of being baloney people. We might have some lit people who used to be baloney people. Mary never grew out of being a baloney person. She would fake sick all the time and then pray herself healthy. And some of the smoother brains in class would clap and sing. They go, yeah. <laughs> she did have one event up her sleeve that was witnessed by many people. Even though they knew she was full baloney, uh, she still always re- referred to this. Now, one, one day, a crazy man had escaped from a holding cell that was nearby the school she was going to. This oh, mad- no. Yeah. So this madman waved a club around saying crazy shit. Probably like, we're going to return the Republic. We'll never be perfect, but my God, we're going to keep babies alive and harvest their organs. (laughs) Okay. The crazed man was in the schoolyard, and while all the kids ran away, Mary went right up to this Alex Jones-looking man and took him by the hand, said something softly into his ear. The man dropped his stick and the same smooth brains that were hollering and clapping, they did it twice as much. They were like, oh, oh my God, he didn't even hurt me. Oh, <laughs> my God. So I'm getting a picture right now of this woman being like, you know, every, has everyone's seen the movie, There'll Be Blood. Yeah. It's like but. a lady version of Paul Dano's character. It's like a little weenie, a little weenie person. You know, I hadn't thought about this movie while I was doing the script, but yeah, that that does make sense. You know, you, you can't trust him, and yeah. he, he speaks the word of God, which you know you have to take his word, so that's no good. So anyway, um, she, no one knows what she said to the man, but my bet is that she told the poor bastard that she'd give him some Bitcoin if she dropped the stick. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, back gonna... then it was birch coin, Tom. Birch coin. It was right. literally a, a coin made out of birch wood. This will go up in value eventually. Yeah, I promise this is going to work. Keep doing one, it. One one day there's not going to be any more birch trees because the, no. the immigrants keep coming into the country from Ireland and taking Water all world. the birch. <laughs> the birch demand's going up. 
Now, her brother Albert was a big influence on her life. He was a prominent lawyer. Like I said, he uh, all the siblings were older. She was the youngest one. And he tutored her in Hebrew and Latin. You could say he's a nice guy. But what happens to Albert? He dies because it's the 1800s. And when it's the 1800s, it's like a one and two. You know, you're going to die. Uh, and it might be young. So, of course, Mary's upset. This was the first major loss in her life. But she found a new man in George Washington Glover, her first husband. Not her horse husband. That will be later, too. Wait, but why would she be upset when this man dies? Because now he's all, like, fucking chilling in heaven with his, like, I don't know, sexual boners. Just just miss cats. Them. You know, like, dude, when my friends ignore my phone calls and go to the bar without me, it's not that I'm, like, upset that I'm left out. It's I'm upset that I miss them. Uh, you know, I'm just like, you know, when you got to go on this show? Oh, but, like, Tom wants mojitos. Yeah, Tom's annoying. Let's not invite him, they say. Tom always gets too many mojitos and then pulls his pants down in the bar. I just want everyone to know um, that's never happened. Everyone uh, that's wants happened. Me there. Everyone I wants me there. Mojitos. No, everyone, everyone, that's happened. That's happened, everyone. Wow. I've seen you, Dick, well, Tom. you know, I try to have fun, and then you make seen it all serious. Tom. Well, you know, I, it's come to, this is a come to Jesus moment, come to Jesus moment. I've seen okay. your dick when you're too drunk. Some people like it, okay? <laughs> a lot of people got new phone numbers after that night. Okay. <laughs> so now, Albert's dead. But she finds her new man, George Washington Glover, her first husband. He was friends with one of Mary's older brothers. And in the 1840s, they began to date. And they married in December 10th, 1943. The newlyweds moved down to Charleston, South Carolina. Shout out hey. to Joe. Now, George owned some property down there. This was the first time that Mary had seen slavery. Well, right. She also, New that. Hampshire was it was an anti-slave state before the revolution. That's what I'm saying. Um, they were against it. And the only, like, living on, on Twitter is equivalent to living in New Hampshire. Because you're in the country in which a lot of bad things are happening and people don't understand them. And the debate is going around the dinner table every night after the hell talk. And you got nothing to do with it. So Mary moves down there and is she like, wait, there's people that can do my nails for me? Uh, Wonderful! Okay. So here's Mary at a younger age being rather progressive. She sees these people and uh, she goes, hey, husband, um, you didn't tell me you had slaves. All right. Okay. Applause for Mary. So she's real mad. Fairly uh, fine. Who cares? Uh, so she's like, you own somebody? She most likely thought that George was out of his mind because he they met up there. She's like, how do you not think like I do? Which is a big problem. <laughs> you got to think like you do. Uh, George lied to his wife and said that he wasn't even legally allowed to let his slaves go. Which was not true at all, but he was no, running a business, yeah. and he didn't want his woman to tell him how to run his business. Um, now, Mary was a wet blanket, but she was no idiot. So she was like, husband, I know. I know that's not the case. Either way, George got a big order from a, um, a, a building supplier for a church down in Haiti, and the supplies were meant to ship out from North Carolina. And this was happening during the conversation. You know, this is like, hey, you should get rid of your slaves. Hold on, I'm doing business, woman. Shortly Some after- Haitians want something. These Haitian guys are calling me on the phone. Right. Don't you want don't you want me to give them a church? She's like, I don't know, I'm kind of fucking torn. Okay. So the supplies were meant to ship from North Carolina. 
Shortly into his stay in North Carolina, George got the yellow fever and died. Oh. Now, fuck George. Without a doubt, his soul was uh, immediately in hell with the, the fastest trip. See you in hell, wow. my friend. Shout out to Steve Grimmett. You're in hell now, George. Yeah. I imagine it, his his soul probably turned into one of those scary little centipedes. And then, you know, the ones that go down the drain real quick. Oh, the silverfish. 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 It's probably just turned he, he anamorphed into a silverfish. What a horrible thing to anamorph into. <laughs> right? And then from there, there's no plumbing. So he just went into like, I don't know, like a... Like a dirt hole that someone had made. Yeah. That's how yeah, the, well it worked. Yeah, the, the outhouse uh, pit. Yeah. Mary went back up north as her dying husband's last request. He did shoot off another request earlier as Mary found herself uh, pregnante. Ooh. Oh. Uh, woe is her. Come on, guys. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, but wouldn't she want to get all stuff full of cum and have babies? Well, this is the wrong time to do it because daddy's not here. This is yeah. You can't have a nuclear but, family if dad's dead before the uh, baby's even born. Ah, uh, that's true. Maybe she could just refund the cum. No, sir, Who's, that would be uh, you know, bad. No, you just keep talking the about cum this episode. Yeah, I I did say that before. Shut up, Travis. No, so now we're talking about. Come. All right, Tom, keep going. I'm going to keep talking about come later. I'll figure it into your story. Fine. Find a place to get the white. Now, her financial situation is shot. She's a woman, her, uh, and she has to move in with her parents, which is fine. Um, but, you know, it's it's a dismal view from here. It's very rare that, that people that are widowed so young. Usually they're married into someone for a little bit. It's like they, they were only married like a couple months. Um her son's named uh, George Washington Glover Jr. After the daddy, he was born September 12th, 1884. Now, she was in such a bad way after having baby George that the family sent the baby to live with a friend. Now, she recovered with some mm. help over the next four or five years and began writing columns for local papers. She published a small semi-autobiographical account of her husband's death put it out in some New Hampshire paper. Everyone uh, was indifferent to it. Just as she was getting on her feet, her mother died. Oh, big old hit. Oh, no. Mary's life is bad. Mm. Although she was upset, she managed to get herself a new fiance, John Bartlett, a childhood friend. But within three weeks of their engagement, he died too. Oh, man. Fucking John's just trying to get in there. Mary is, she's surrounded by death. A lot of people were at the time, so yeah, yeah. suck it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's right? It's just the Reaper. I don't care about COVID. Go outside and drink the death in with the Ferris wheels. Well, I'm just saying we all had to use uh, AOL Instant Messenger. And that was a joint societal thing that we had to use. It, it was, wasn't great. Right. It was a choice we nope. made. But yeah, it was something that we had. We were born into ASL, you know what I'm saying? Uh huh. So there she is with her father who couldn't shut up about Satan, her son who was a terrible conversationalist as he was five, and uh, uh, herself in a cabin. Wow. Not a good cop. Brady Bunch. Yes, it is a Brady Bunch of misery. Very dimly lit. Now, Mark decided that he needed to let one loose, so he married a young lady who was well to do. Her name was Elizabeth Patterson Duncan. 
Now, this resulted in the family looking for a new place for Mary to live. Do you think Mark was Duncan in? You know yeah. Mark was Duncan in Duncan. <laughs> he was running on Duncan, i.e. <laughs> sperm push-ups. Wow. Sperm. <laughs> Recoil. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the plan the family they they plan to move Mary in with her sister Abigail and they sent little George to go live with uh, his old babysitter. See the thing is is back then at this time a widowed single mother had basically no rights over what happened with the kid, so she was upset. I would be upset. I would be upset if I wasn't allowed to take my child to Chuck E. Cheese and I had to watch someone else bring it to Chuck E. Cheese. Just stand in the window, just like watching. Yeah, because you know, get that, get that, play that skeet ball better, boy, little Johnny. Right, but you know, deep down in your heart, that Jebediah and Isabella, even though that's not his, the the biological parents, they can provide more fun quarters for your child to have to be normal. And if you brought him there, he's eating pizza crust and he gets one coin, and you're dying for the next week. Out there panhandling in a town with seven people. It's like, Mary, you've already been here. It's a rough world. A rough world out there, I swear. So anyway, Mary's really upset. And uh, she moves in with Abigail. And she begins to write for a newspaper called The uh, the Patriot. Not the movie, the newspaper. Yeah, so wait, Mel Gibson, though. He's mm-hmm. still in it, in the paper, right? He, yeah, he's the, the um, he's chief the editor. Chief editor, yes. Okay. Now, she wrote about the nation's hottest topic, slavery. But by accounts, by all accounts, this was very progressive. Because it was kind of like, oh, a woman with a binia? What? What? It's what? paradoxical. Why you did it? So, like, she's writing about that. And she was, you know, to be fair, she was like, I don't want to see people owned by people. I think we can all kind of agree with that. I say kind yeah. of because we're all sexual deviants in one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> like part-time ownership. You know what I'm talking about. Well, you know, ownership in the bedroom is different. Then she meets with her next husband, Daniel Patterson, who was related to her stepmother, kind of kinky. They met because she had a gnarly toothache and wasn't able to pray the pain away. And Daniel was a dentist and even better, a homeopathic doctor. Wait, so, all right. If she believed in this, like, prayer, uh, like, you know, you just can pray these, like, ailments away. Right. Yeah. Let's just, like, believe that that's true. So she she prays, prays for her toothache to go away. And in her world, God is just like, nah. <laughs> you know what? Nah. Well, that sucks in your mouth. Nah. I know it's not in the dictionary, but I'm pretty sure this is in the Bible. Uh, the word yaint. So it's just like, you ain't praying enough. Um, you ain't. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so you can't move your mouth to get that prayer, your prayer gasms out. Right. Because you got oh. a sore th- tooth. Lady, you're upsetting you me. You ain't Peter. You ain't. You ain't doing enough. So she's like, all right, fine. I'll go find a scientist who take my teeth out. <laughs> right. So now she's, she's with the homeopathic doctor. They began... Uh, writing wet letters to each other and yeah. so, and somewhat dating. Now the problem with them dating was that he was a Baptist. Ooh. See, she would have convert. She would have to convert from being a Protestant Congregationalist to Baptist, and thought that was kind of scary. 
I don't want to do yeah. that. That's scary you stuff. You don't. I. You know what? I've had the opportunity to sit up on the dunk tank at one of those carnivals. Right. And scary. The anticipation is killer. Right. But right. Like on those hot summer days when it's just as wet outside. Who gives a shit? Right. So, so she's up there. She's like, Dad, do I really want to be dunked? Do I really want to be slam dunked by this guy? So now we have this woman who she's she's like a couple weeks into thinking about this. She's like, I, I don't know if I can marry this guy. He's a, he's a Baptist. Scary. Gotcha. Ah, very scary scandal. Baptist. So she goes to her father, who's you know the the the, the top congregationalist in town. It's like, Dad, um, I got this thing. I like this guy. I want to marry him. He's a Baptist. Um, what do you think? He's just like. Change your fucking religion and get out of my house. For Please. fuck's sake, it's not that important. Get the fuck out of here. You're a woman. Who cares what you do with your life? Exactly. You're not going to heaven anyway. That's a gay club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. A God's God. Whatever these people like to get. The Baptists like to get a little bit more wet than the Congregationalists who like to stay very dry. They all party different. And, I, yeah. and I'm at all of them. You know what? I'm hopping around. So she went along with it. Also, she went to great gain custody, custody, custody of her son again. She was like, "Oh yeah, you know, this would be a good opportunity for me to legally gain the custody of my son because, um, you know, they're they're out there." Yeah, I just imagine little George Washington is just in Chuck E. Cheese this entire time, just having a having a great time, and then his mom shows up. He's like, "All right, little George Washington, time to come back home and." Milk cows and punch horses in the mouth. She is biting her nails in a 1992 uh, Toyota Corolla that she has stolen. And she's, I'm going to get you back, baby. Don't worry. And George is like, I'd rather not see my mom again. So Daniel, her future husband's like, oh, yeah, you know what? When we get married, I'm going to help you get your son back. And on top of that, I'm going to be his legal guardian, too. It's going to be awesome. Sweet. We got this guy covered. So as soon as they get married, Daniel pulled a uh, a uh, parental sneak attack and refused to have anything to do with the poor kid. Now, oh. Daniel, just thrown out there, he's a real jerk. What a he, dick. He traveled for work a lot. Uh, so Mary was basically in this house by herself and without her shitty husband or without her regular son. Uh, Mary was alone during this time. Guys, we can feel bad for who we're talking about at this moment in history. Let's well, move along I- past this moment in history. Well, the only thing you can't feel bad for is a little George Washington who is hanging out Chuck Cheese more. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see you, Mom. I don't want to see you anymore. He's like spitting, trying to like scrub like the the black light stamp off of his wrist, so he doesn't have to go home with his own mom. <laughs> God damn it! So they were kind of reunited when the couple moved to a house closer to where George was living, and George would come over and have lunch and do math with his mom. But Daniel, uh, you know, he was he was like, "Nah, I don't want this. You're sick in your head, woman. Mary, I married you, and you're uh, terrible." So. What seemed to be from the public eye that Daniel had a, a, a ever-growing piece of rebar in his asshole, making him uh, quite cranky, turns out yeah. that Mary was also not well in her head. There are public accounts about both of these things. We're going to have to assume that this was not a good couple, firstly. And secondly, okay. Mary's probably crazy. We'll find out later that there's some more crazy. So I'm Mary's th- always crazy. I don't know. They gave birth to Jesus. So this is a real problem with all of history up until the late 20th century was that 
Dr. Phil didn't exist. Right. Okay. So, like, up until the late 20th century, when Dr. Phil exists in his glistening head, there were a lot of relationships that did not work out. All right. Okay. Good point. So, he banned the son from coming to the house anymore. Uh, after banning George, Mary, um, she remained bedridden for quite some time. It didn't help that the family that was taking care of George moved to Minnesota and uh, with him in oh. tow. So, now this erased any hope of them reuniting. On top of that, the foster family told the kid that she had died. Oh. So yeah, why not? Yeah, it's a sad story. Yeah, it's just like, don't look for your mom. She's dead. Sad story. Everything's sad. Anyway, Daniel's dentistry business went south for some reason, and they couldn't pay their mortgage. Everyone lost their teeth, and they had nothing to work on. Well, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 1850s dentistry. Not yeah. exactly that fine. Yeah, supply and demand was an actual thing a dentist needs to worry about back then. Right. So they had to leave their home, and Daniel got into a fist fight with one of his neighbors over some wood as they were leaving town. Uh, nobody likes Daniel. Shut up, Daniel. That's, gotcha. that's on his gravestone. Shut up, oh. Daniel. Rest yep. in peace. Civil War! That oh. happened. They did it. And somehow, during this time, Daniel became friends with the governor of New Hampshire. Now, the governor tasked Daniel to take some funds that they had raised to northern sympathizers in the south. So he leaves home wow. on a dangerous mission and heads down to give some money to people. And Daniel, he's a dope. <laughs> this is a fa fairly dangerous task, as I said, but he didn't really think it was. So as he's walking down, uh, he's passing D.C., and he, he runs into the Battle of Bull Run as it's taking place. Real history. Ooh. So Daniel, Ooh, that's a bad one. Yeah. So Daniel decides to get real close and take a look at the action. And guess what? There he was, captured by a bunch of Confederate troops and put in a southern prison. Oh. All he had to do was walk a few meters the other way and get the money to where it belonged. But the money's gone, and now Daniel's an idiot. <laughs> was, was Bull Run one of those picnic battles, Travis? Um, for the North, it was. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, so Bull Run, the North thought, like, oh, we're just going to go in there and just fucking kill everyone. It's going to be great. So, like, literally the president and all of these, like, Northerners just, like, showed up and they're like, oh, well, tea time. Let's watch. And then everything got bloody and shitty. And they're like, oh, no. Back up. Yeah, they, so they showed up like dope. it was going to be like an air show or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. This dope is like, oh, let me get closer to Shamu. Let me see it jump farther. Well, this probably and Shamu was... fucking fucked him. Shamu pulled out its whale orca penis of war and fucked him. And put him into fuck jail. Yeah. Now, some say that Mary heard the news and started writing letters to people in an attempt to get her husband released. Now, in my research, I kind of gathered, kind of, Emphasizing kind of, uh -huh. I gathered that she uh, was pretty excited that he was scooped as the two of them had nothing in common. And he also was like, can't have son. So that's bad. Then Mary heard that her son was off fighting in the union and Mary felt the burn. She felt it. She was like, now my oh. son is in Iraq, which is down south now. I can't uh. do anything. I can't do anything. I'm an Italian Woman, and I can't help my son. I don't know where I got that from. I'm on Long she Island too much. Yeah. Her, <laughs> now, her right. son is putting life on the line like an essential worker, and her husband is trapped in the enemy line like a, like a grounded preteen. Now, she wants to do something, but she's sick in bed still. Remember how I said she's always bedridden? Oh, sick yeah. Mary. So she opens up her Bible and begins to look for an answer. 
Her reflections on the good book during this time also made her reflect on her life events, such as the voices she heard and her healing herself from that fever that probably didn't happen. But not the toothache and not the fact that she's still in bed dying. We all pick our battles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Apparently God does too. Yeah. Yeah. So day after day. God's like, oh, sorry, Mary. I'm like, oh, just open up the Google calendar here. I'm all a little bit fucked up. Keep that tooth fucking frog out your head, whatever. It's good. Toothache might be a pre-existing condition. (laughs) Not covered. Right. So day after day, she's reading this book. And she felt good enough to walk. She's just like, oh, shit, I feel like I can go outside and start living. Now, before Daniel's capture, he began correspondence with a mesmerist and homeopathic doctor named Dr. Phineas Parkhurst Quimby. I was going to say, that is the most 1800s science-y man name you could ever say. Please repeat it. Oh, it's uh, Phineas Parkhurst Quimby. I love right, it. Cody? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it sounds like a Simpsons character, but there's actually Mayor Quimby, who is the Simpsons character. Right. Very. We all know that name. So Daniel had asked about making the trip from where he was practicing um, in Portland, Maine, to New Hampshire to deal with Mary. Quimby was like, no. So a few months later, after Daniel's capture in mm-hmm, 1862, mm-hmm. Mary, at age 41, had prayed herself well enough to make the trip with the help of one of her older brothers all the way up to Portland, Maine to go see Quimbus. She met up with Quimby and he started rattling off his ideas and she liked it. His version of Jesus was a metaphysical scientist and the Bible acts as a biography of a medical journal, but no one ever bothered to write down the actual scientific methods. Okay, so we all know that Jesus, the imagery that they use for Jesus is very hot. Right, he's always like this guy. He's he, got abs. He's, he's got abs. He's got like some like long hair, which I guess is kind of like rebellious, right? Because like, yeah, it's back pretty then, cool. Was, yeah, he's a cool looking dude. So I'm imagining her take that Quimby is doing is the same exact Jesus, but he's wearing a lab coat and nothing else, and it's open. I, and he's I like, like come it. to me. Yeah, he's just like hanging dong. Yeah, what's up, dude? Jesus, like, th- this is like the Jesus that she's seeing is. Who's that guy? Danny. Who's the, the porn star? Danny. Uh, Danny D. You know. Don't Danny play D. stupid. He's Danny D. This Don't is Danny D stupid. with long hair, wearing a lab coat, about to do a science experiment. Right. So this is this is how she's painting. Quimby's painting an image of, of, of Jesus to Mary. Danny D. I think we've brought up Danny D and Jesus at the same time too many times. We obviously have some problems on the show that we're working out together. I, I, I wouldn't it. call that. I wouldn't call that problems. They call it revelations. Okay, fair character. Enough. So her treatment went like this. Quimby told her to take count of all the times that someone said that she was sick. Doctors, families, uh, ugly teenagers, and he told her to erase all those thoughts from her mind. Oh. He then washed his hands and started vigorously massaging her temples and repeating the same general thing: "You're not sick. You're fine. Your family's dumb." That's okay. That's what he kept doing, and voila, she was healed. This is science back in the time, people. The woman had been in bed for, for months and months and months on a clip. She's not cured. She's fine. Doesn't need a bed Great. anymore. Good. She's going to go run a marathon. Um, All right. Well, okay. That sounds like it works, right? It works just fine. So um, so Mary, being the uh, type of person she is, she just tries to pick a fight anyway. She's just like, oh, thanks so much for healing me. She kept chatting with Quimby, and while 
while in town, I guess they were getting lunch and shit together. Quimby didn't have that many patients at the time. He was mm-hmm. like, he had made a name for himself, and then it, the the buzz had died down by this point. Um, so he's in he's in Portland, Maine, right? So I imagine his patients were probably. It was like an empty room with a bunch of lobsters, right? Like, and he's like, "Oh, my patience!" Yeah, pretty much. My like patience. crawling around on the floor, right? Yeah, I test my patience with butter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Where the hell was I? Shout out so, Portland, Maine, dog. Shout out to them. So Mary, like I said, keeps chatting with Quimby and t- taking lunch with him, and she starts to realize something. He's no Christian. He's into the power of suggestion. This dude was swimming in pussy. And he was just great at suggestions. I mean, what is a sexual advance? It's just a suggestion. That's all he had going for him. This alarmed Mary because she was like, but what about God? And he's like, well, the God thing is just something you're into. So I just made it work for you. Right. Thus, the Danny D analogy works perfectly. (laughs) Right. It works. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I I don't mean to shit on you over and over again. So as I mentioned before, he was a mesmerist. And those guys were basically the precursors to magic studs like Chris Angel, Derek Copper, uh, Copperfield. They're dong rippers. You know, they're just out there. They're, they're having sex gotcha. with the dumbest ladies in town. So I think one of the biggest tricks that those guys do is probably like when they actually hook up with a chick, right? They like put the condom on and they're like, Whoosh, it's gone. It's gone. It's like, oh, I thought Slide you were wearing hand. condom. No. I think oh, it's... Well, an amazing trick is that they, um, what what they really do. What's amazing is that they have all kinds of kids all over the place. They're never <laughs> pulling out, right? And then as yeah. soon as they go to the doctor's office to do the DNA test for the paternity thing, swap out, got fresh DNA. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, well, you, blood packet in your arm. Yeah, or you know, like how you like kind of like cheat on like a fucking like piss test with like you know uh, smuggling in like clean pee from like your straight edge friend like he he like like just deposits like soy sauce and mulch into the cup and like the paternity <laughs> test is like nothing uncommon with what was in the cup and that kid it yeah. looks like it looks like you are a aged um edamame nut that has been darkened <laughs> in Japan this you child, are not the father. This child is dead. Okay, at any rate, guys, um, let's move along here. I had too much to drink before we started the show again. I am having a problem. This isn't a sad cry. This is a comedy show that does history, or vice versa. Something. But Mary, she's like, oh, no, you're not just like David Copperfield or Chris Angel. It's like, I don't take suggestions. I live by two things, and that's science and Christianity. And since medical science is non-existent, that was Christian-ass science. So listen up. Mm -hmm. All your knowledge of ideas and health and shit like that, you've been doing it, but it's really God doing it. And Quimby's like, actually, that's not a bad idea. I could use a broader audience base. So I will adopt this. I mean, I get it. Right. Do you? Well, Well, think of it like this. He's... He is healing this woman, according to her own words. And then when he says how he does it, she goes, nah, wasn't like that. Kajinas. And she is telling him how he did it. So it's got to be a little right, insulting. Right, and he's just, he's just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, but he's, but he's like got to be kind of insulted. He's just like, look, it's crazy what the brain could do, the power of suggestion. And she's just like, but God did. And now you have a guy who's pretty insulted, but then he takes a step back. He's just like, Wait, I'll go along with it, like I mentioned. 
people of God. So let's get on to this. So basically, Mary hopped on as this guy's manager in a way. What? She made him start documenting his theories and make sure that everything could be related to Jesus in one way or another. I believe that Quimby saw this as nothing more than a way to sell medical books and increase the amount of patients. Ah. This is the beginnings of Christian science. I know it's passe, but much like the beginnings of Papa John, where mm. he would make pizza and, say, and tell you, this is the best pizza. It's got better ingredients. Yeah. Right. Right? Okay. Power of suggestion, because it's not, is trash. But, like, eventually it caught on, and a lot of people were like, oh, well, obviously it's got better increase of Jesus in it. Yeah, yeah. you say something Jesus enough, it becomes true. I yeah. suppose I suppose that's a good point, Travis. Papa John's. So Mary returns home and annoys the shit out of her family, telling about the, the miracle cure that was going on. And then people started asking questions, like, isn't he just a mesmerist? Someone told me that he wasn't a doctor. Is that true? I haven't mm. seen him in a church. Doesn't he work at Tropical Smoothies on the weekend? Are oh. you really sick at all? <laughs> Mary would get super pissed off and viciously defend Quimby's honor and her own, for that matter. And she would double down on his religious views, saying, he's been a man of God forever. I didn't just instill that on him. I assure you, he loves God. That's all we talked about. That and healing. Oh. And everyone's like, okay, Mary. Dude, you ever seen Jesus' abs, dude? How can you not love this guy? Turn right, well, they're the talking wine. about Quimby. You know, Quimby, like who I said, is not into God. She's saying that he loves God more than yeah, anything. Yeah, I know, and I'm saying that, like, how could Quimby not like God? Right, he's a good guy. So she began writing to, the, uh, to newspapers in Maine and New Hampshire, praising Quimby for his spiritual healing. This didn't go over well. Most people mm -hmm. saw Quimby as a fraud, as history can show he was a fraud. Right, this is very much like a person that we should roast in the future, John Smith, well, Joseph Smith. Yeah, this is funny mm. because I kept making this comparison between her and Joseph Smith. Mary Mary Baker and Joseph Smith were the same people, except, right. um, I don't know, for some reason, people still view her today as a feminist icon. Huh. Well, well that's because she had a one of those, what is it called, a vulva? Vagina, yeah. Right, she was a woman. So, yeah. <laughs> to continue, she began writing, oh, I read that bit, all right, finally, after no months of annoyance, Mary's <laughs> sister, Abigail, gave in and made the trek to Quimby's place. Why? I have no idea. There's no record for her illness, but she made an appointment anyway with Quimby, and she left that appointment very unsatisfied. To her, it was obvious that Quimby was just a charlatan and walked out of the session just a few minutes in. Oh, she did refrain from telling Mary this because Mary seemed to be a lot better and happy. She wasn't in bed all day. All right, Mary, mm. do your thing. So, but that guy was full is, of shit. Is there any like possibility this is just like a placebo effect before people knew what it was? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, it okay. was that like for, for okay. all all cases across the board can be chalked up. to. It that. just seems like for whatever reason, when God's involved, the placebo effect gets like quadruple like efficiency. Yeah, because people believe it even efficacy. more because it's one thing yeah. that goes, this is a pill that will save you. But this is a, a pill that will save you because God said it. Yeah. Yeah. People It'll will save your, you know, gastrointestinal tract and your mortal soul. Right. Right. Like, you know, when like Morpheus was like, here's the red pill, here's the blue pill. They're both placebos because Morpheus is God. Right. He's sure. God, and his glasses didn't have arms on them, which I thought no, was really no, weird. There's no temples. No temples. Glasses. I thought I always called them arms, like they're hugging your face. Oh, I 
Oh, I'm going to do that. I actually like, I like that. that. Oh, I'm getting <laughs> hugged all the time. They're both yeah. touching their glasses, everyone. And I'm reaching for glasses that I don't need. So <laughs> Mary then spent all of her free time because she had all this energy. She spends all of her free time trying to get her husband free because she's like, I got to do something with this energy. So this woman literally knows nothing about how it works. If you are a... Uh, a prisoner of war, there is no letter that you can write if your husband isn't worth anything to free him. She even went down to D.C. to deliver a letter to Abraham Lincoln, a man who could also do nothing in regards to releasing her husband. Thank God someone stepped in her way. She never actually got to deliver that letter, and she went back to her home all sad and shit. But good news, Daniel had broken out of the Richmond Confederate prison and made his way home. Wow. Upon Wait, is that good news? Because didn't she hate this guy? Well, that's what I was going to get to. <laughs> Upon reuniting, they both remembered that they didn't like each other at yeah. all. And Mary was more annoying than ever. So Daniel like was like, hey, uh, nice to see you. Going to go set up a new shop in Massachusetts. You stay here for a few months. <laughs> oh, that, f that Confederate prison? Not so bad. You guys want me back? <laughs> yeah, right? that was like Futurama Professor Farnsworth. Like, good news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it totally it, it is that. So, Mary, she uh, she did eventually move down to Massachusetts, where her husband was working. But she spent a few months all alone. She was sad. She was she was like feeling bad again, and the general illness that she had experienced uh, before it started haunting her. So, on February third, eighteen sixty six, Mary made things even worse. She wasn't paying attention. She was probably flipping through her Instagram feed when she fell on some ice walking and made a nasty spill, resulting into, oh. uh, resulting into uh, some internal bleeding. Shout out to Frank Rini. Whoa. Oh, now, some boo-boo. You made boo-boo on ice. She fucking home alone, dude. She home alone she so hard. home alone hard. She was basically Joe Pesci, and Pesci is fish in Portuguese, so that's Jesus fish. So we can go uh, make that full circle. Congratulations, Mary! You're an yeah. embarrassment. Legs over the over the head fall. Iron right. falls on her head. Mm -hmm. So Mary was taken to a friend's house, where a doctor showed up and gave her lots of morphine. Very nice. After yes. a few weeks, Mary started to feel okay again, and she claimed that her recovery was entirely due to her praying and Jesus, the scientist who was working at NASA, who took time off to heal her. Meanwhile, oh. the doctor that had uh, saw her recovery chances as pretty high and helped her get there, uh, he was completely fucking ignored, and uh, that's how Christian science was born. Out of morphine dreams. Yep. That's how that works. Now, more than ever, communication with God was at an all-time high, and communication with her husband, Daniel, was at an all-time low. So Daniel was like, I'm going to go find a new mouth to fuck using my office, which he did with yeah. a married woman. Nice. That's what offices nice. are for. Mm -hmm. So now Daniel runs off with this new lady who happened to be married. It didn't last long, though, because the woman started feeling bad and went to marry herself to ask for forgiveness. Mm. Did they scissor? Well, no, they didn't. Mary actually forgave uh, her, and on top of that, she even helped patch things up with her husband. So now he was, she was able to restore someone else's relationship. What a lady! Now, when Daniel comes back and so asks no, for wait, wait, Tom. Oh. So she did scissor. She did scissor. She probably in did. front of the husband and be Tribidism. like, "Look, look at what's going on, dude. Jesus is inside of me. I'm on opium. I'm, I'm nothing's morphine. inside of anything when you're scissoring." Yeah, that's the There's problem I have with it. As a man, I can't connect with that. No, it's a double-headed dildo of Jesus. Oh, okay. Hmm. 
Uh, once upon the cross, they say. Yeah. The spear of destiny. Right. So now Mary patches this woman up with her husband again. And when Daniel comes back, he's like, uh, can you forgive me too, dear? I am sorry I ran away with that whore. Now, she goes, uh, too bad, Daniel. I don't even like you that much. So I'm not going to try to make this work. That woman was nice. You're mean. Now, okay. they formally divorced years later. Uh, he died alone, broke, and with perfect teeth. Her father then died in 1866, and she was sad. Quimby also died in 1866, which left all the medicine findings that he had made, all of his writings, that was wide open because he didn't have a single follower outside of her. Everyone oh. else was just people passing by going, how do you do, Mr. Quimby? Please don't talk to me. So is she like a morphine addict right now? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, okay. You know what? We don't oh. need to wait. She becomes a morphine addict over her over her life. But she accomplishes a lot for a morphine addict. I'll give her that. Okay, so she's like a Sig- Siegfried and Freud type of character. Uh, yeah, as Mike was would also say, she wanted to have to sex morphine. with a mom or something. Um, yeah. Right, so she she's able to borrow his ideas and start implementing them in her own way. So Mary moves back to her childhood home after some wandering and grieving. Mary was now having somewhat of a midlife crisis. She hadn't done Ooh. much with her life. Uh, not that women were expected to at this time period, but uh, she was... She wanted to do something with her eccentricity. She she felt that she was important. Remember how I said she was a prick in school? Yeah. yeah. Well, she's a prick now, too. She f- still feels like she's better than people, and she needs to show off. She's like, I need to achieve something. So she mm. began to think about this, all of her life principles. Her older brother, George, was in town, and she's like, oh, my brother, George, so nice to see you. And he's like, I'm blind because I'm ill. And Mary's like, that's not good. I will help you with my spiritual healing. And when she well, offered these time. services, let me finish, Travis. When she it's offered these spiritual healings, George said, nah, I'm good with your voodoo dog shit. And he died five days later. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Tom, imagine if this person had social media. Good God. Good. We all have an aunt like this person. Like some aunt or an uncle or something, and they post way too much political or like, uh, I'm the best part. Like, oh, check out me. I caught this fish. And then the next day I caught another fish, even though that was three months ago. Right. Well, back then, back then it used to be if you talked about God all the time, um, the first thing you would want to do if there was no God is kill yourself. It's the same way people on social media, the people who are always like posting these things about making progress in life and looking on the bright side of things. If um, those people are ready to kill themselves for some reason, they're doing this and um, this empty gesture to absolutely no one. Yeah. It's Uh, a digital zombie. And it is, I I am saddened by it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Because I'm not the monster. I make myself out to be on the show. I'm actually a nice man. Unlike her second husband, Daniel. Daniel was a penis boy. Right. I'm a nice man, and I, and I yeah. see these things, and I go, please don't post these things anymore. Go outside. Get some fresh air. Is that too much? Was that too deep, Zwick? You can cut that out if you want, but I say leave it. Nah. Yeah. I think it. that that is a social commentary. Cody, what do you think about that? You live in Hawaii where people make their dreams come true every day, but you're in, inside eating taquitos. This is fucking COVID. Small tacos. COVID is a fucking dream hamperer. Fuck this. All right. Well, maybe you should go help those ladies with their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All right. So 
Mary, she's, she's upset because her brother George would rather die than even try the spiritual healing for free. Because it's wow. dog shit. It's stupid. But she did perform one miracle healing, and that was on her niece. Now, her niece had some kind of abscess and was running a fever. Yeah. And after a prayer session, the niece felt good enough to have some ramen noodles with the family, and thus a fucking miracle. Surprise wow. enough, that was enough to get her a few followers. Believe it or not, that's all it took back then. So she, she embraces these followers, taking note that Quimby never actually gathered followers to spread his word. She's just like, that's what Quimby did wrong. I'm not going to do that wrong. I'm going to take his message to the next level. I might not give him credit, but I'm going to take his spirit on with me and heal people. Okay? So she's preventing his spirit to go to heaven to benefit her. Right. She's like, come here, and like ropes it, like lassos it while it's trying to get up to heaven. All your ideas are belong to me. So she starts nice. her she starts her quote I mean her quote she starts her she starts her church it's forming now now one follow of her follow of hers was a guy named Asa Gilbert Eddie so that's where that name comes from that's why it's kind of interchangeable it doesn't matter oh Eddie got in it Eddie got in it so this is the next husband they married in 1877 now Mary knew that she needed some merch uh shout out to roastmortemcast.com she Ooh wanted to publish her teachings in a manuscript to help legitimize her cause in the public eye. Now, in 1872, she started writing the book, Science and Health with Key to Scriptures. It was ready to publish by 1875. Now, the first edition of this book is something I would love to have my hands on, and I'll tell you why. It was printed in a thousand-copy batch, and they were riddled with typos because the (laughs) shithead printer was reading it, was like, these aren't words, and corrected all of Mary's like terms that she made up into real words, so none of it actually makes sense. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. It didn't sell very well at first. She had to go door to door to kind of That's knock yeah, hey, funny. What's up? The printer was just like, silly woman doesn't know words. <laughs> right. Let me help. Yeah, and he's no- making like these abomination Frankenstein run-on sentences. This printer was the first autocorrect, where you're like, yeah. I'm trying to get this word... Please let me get this word, but then it just corrects it to something completely different. That happens. Yeah. Uh, my uh, The other podcasts I do, Heavy Hole, a lot of the bands I review, their names are something that's terrible. And um, <laughs> Google, when I'm doing my reviews and stuff, I'll write them up in Google and it will change the names of the albums and stuff. And Oh, God, yeah. just let it be. No one asked. Leave it alone. No one asked with a T. With a T. Yeah. No one asked. It's A-S-T. Like when I... When I did Ned Kelly, and it kept auto-correcting to bed jelly. <laughs> yes, you mentioned that. I, I think bed jelly is a wonderful way to sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this book had loads of plagiarisms from Quimby, as I previously alluded to. Her Christian scientist followers began traveling to tell the word. This gained her enough traction to open her own accredited college in Massachusetts, Whoa. called the, the Massachusetts Metaphysical College in Boston, 1881. Wait, hey, wait. Cody, I feel I saw your brain like crinkle. I, 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 Metaphysical I, I, college? No, the fact that like Tom, say it again. It was the Massachusetts of Boston. Co- like, what are you going to call the, the no, city the, and the, then the state? No, it's the Massachusetts Metaphysical College in Boston. So you don't need to say Massachusetts. Well, and well, also metaphysical. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we will have fun there, I suppose. The college was open under the seal of Commonwealth of Massachusetts, a law relative to colleges having been passed, which enabled her to get this institution chartered for me- medicinal purposes. You graduate oh, no. from this place, you are recognized to be a doctor. Wow. That's dumb. This is a Someone woman go there. who spent most of her life in bed, and the rest of it was looking at the sun. She made a college. Dude, I want to make a college. Can we start college, dude? Is yeah, it sun-staring college. Well, we are. We educate people. We do. Um, yeah. So the state recognizes as a medical college. So it's infuriating to hear that now. But at the time, uh, we have discussed several people who were doctors uh, at the, uh, around this time period, and medicine was a joke. We all know that. It was. Yeah. Like uh, John Brinkley, who was just ah, after yes. this time period, uh, 30 years later, the guy used to slip goat nuts into men nuts and mm-hmm. was a doctor. Um, yeah. This was normal shit. Like, this is yeah. how stupid it was. The way I look at it is that there should have been no board to give out medical like cer- certifications. No, I, I think at the time you could be a doctor if you called someone's legs wiggly boys. Oh, Travis, let me see you, them two wiggly boys. In that, you know, room. I'm a doctor, dude. Uh, those wiggly boys are not wiggling well enough. I'm, I'm gonna make them wiggle more. It's disgusting. You just touch jumper cables to nipples. <laughs> wiggle, damn you! Yeah, Travis can see a sick person from a mile away. It takes That's one hunt to them down. Mm-hmm. Now. The latest husband that I talked about, Asa Gilbert Eddy, he died due to a bad heart in 1882. Now, Mary was uh. shocked. She was just like, what? I've been doing fucking science on this guy. Why is he dead? When the doctors <laughs> told her that it was because of, there was a heart issue, she was like, open him up. Let's see it. Show me the heart. I'm a doctor. So upon viewing the heart, she said, oh, just as I thought, this dude was poisoned, mesmerically poisoned. Yeah, and I, I like to imagine do- she's like holding just like his like fucking testicles. Like, oh yes, this heart is wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is right. like if um, Neil Patrick Harris actually thought that he was a doctor because he was in Doogie Howser. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, that's what happened. They actually took the heart out of his chest during an autopsy and they gave it to her. And she goes, oh, it all makes sense now. Such high doses of mesmeric poison. There's nothing anyone could have done to save this guy's life. Uh, my hands are clean. Now, where can I wash my hands? The school took in a total of 4,000 students during her tenure from 1882 to 1889. The college was closed down so she could revise her book, Science and Health with the Key to Scripture, and opened the Mother Church in Boston in 1894. Oh. The Mother Church. It's a Mother Church of the Christian Scientist, or Church... Oh, okay. Or, or Church of Jesus, comma, scientist. Dude, well, Jesus is a scientist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he invented magnets. Just in case you didn't get that before, what that the name of the church is that. Like, Christian scientist is the shorter version of Church of Christ, comma, scientist. I mean, yeah, Kurt, Church of Christ, comma, scientist. Gotcha. So, in 1898, she also started the Christian Science Publishing Society, which led to the periodical magazine called the Christian Science Monitor. That opened up in 18, uh, 1908, and that's still around today. And oh, apparently... Okay. Tom, I, I gotta ask you, is this woman loaded right now? Yes, because those 4,000 people that she taught were each paying around $300 for their tuition. Oh! 
what the fuck? So she went from being desperately broke and bouncing around from a friend's house and various boarding houses to getting a following and then a few years later charging that kind of money. Now she I'm talking pers- about mesmeric poison. Okay. Mesmeric poison. This is real stuff, Cody. Trust me. <laughs> now, another hat that Mary wore was a medium. Ooh, oh, medium-sized hat. I love mediums. Right. So now we're talking about Helen Duncan. She did dabble in this. She got oh. into the seances and talking to people yeah. on the other side. Now, she made this to fund herself and her heroin habit and some of her church uh, she was a spiritualist for quite some time, and she would also use this time to recruit people for her church. Now, after uh, some time of her being a spiritualist, she realized that that wasn't good now that she had more followers coming in and speaking on her behalf, so she tried to ripe, wipe that off the map. Oh, but, I gotta clean that out, dude. Gotta, right. No, 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 no. I said I'm Chris Angel, not David Blaine. Right. Or not not, 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 not Chris, was it? Edward... Edward Snowden. Who's the guy? Edward the Snowden and David Blaine. They're the same person. Yeah, the same guy. They've right. never been in the same room. No, who's the, the who's the Edward guy? Oh fuck. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Norton. What? Who? John Edwards. John Edwards. Oh, right. John Edwards. God. Right. He now he's funny, and I wouldn't kill him. But when he dies, we're going to have a fun episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. He, she is trying. She, she goes out of her way to erase any trace of her being a spiritualist, just like many women in the next five, six years will be trying to erase their OnlyFans accounts and any trace of that. Mm, be proud. Stand proud. Well, you know, practice be, practice don't. I learned that from a wise woman. Now, a Dr. Carl A. Wickland wrote in one of his books in 1934 the fact that Miss Eddie was a medium has been abundantly proven, and there are still personal li- persons living who affirm that they not only witnessed, but also assisted in Miss Eddie's psychic work as a medium. Among other correspondence is a man who attended Miss Eddie's, Miss Eddie's uh, mediumistic work for a period for some three years. Many, of her, many others have informed us that they have personally known Miss Eddie as a medium. We ourselves have a clipping from a Boston newspaper where Miss Eddie has advertised herself as a medium, giving readings for six, 50 cents a sitting. So oh. as much as these Christian scientists deny that she was a, a spiritualist and a charlatan, she we have it in paper, her, herself putting it that way. So I don't know. This is a church that still exists today, and they still praise this woman. And uh, even people who don't follow her in the church find her as a feminist icon. But she's uh-huh. just a joke, as a lot of right. people are on this show. Well, I mean, you can, that's just, I feel like that's just like religious figures, right? Though, because like the last pope was like, no, he wasn't a Nazi. He's the pope. Right. <laughs> and like, but like, people are like, dude, this guy was a Nazi. It's like, no, he lives in Rome, dude. He's the pope. Like, no, he lived in Germany. He's and was supposed Nazi. to be a Nazi. It's fine. <laughs> supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. So in her book, Science and Health, as I just rem- as I just mentioned, there's uh, a lots of evidence that she was a spiritual healer. Now, in this book that sold over 10 million copies that she wrote, of course, paired with a Bible, uh, Science and Health, she wrote at page 66, we are never a Ooh. spiritualist and never were and never could be and never admitted that we were a medium. I am not a medium. So right there, you have a very bold-faced lie in a, in a book that... Uh, it's supposed to be an archetype for a religion uh, in which you could easily pull up documentation that she was a medium. 
Okay. Right. Well, that would be like if Dr. Phil all of a sudden became what he has been trying to become, a rock star. Right. Well, like a, or a hip hop artist. And, uh, and then he comes out. He's on um, The Breakfast Club. And he's like, dude, uh, I was never into fucking therapy, dude. I was a rapper the entire time. Gotcha. I was a rapper. I've never even been on TV. That's like, yeah, yeah. Dr. Phil. I've never been on TV. Never had a mustache. Why yeah. is he saying that at the breakfast club? Right? Isn't that the breakfast? Breakfast what is club that one? with Charlemagne the God. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So, of course, this is just a peek into the life of a con woman that she was, really. And uh, speaking of which, Mary was also a bit of a teetotaler. Travis, you called mm. it before. She was into her um, into her heroin, essentially. <laughs> she liked her morphine. Right. Yeah. But she but was- But not the drink. Not the drink. No. You, oh. Specifically, anything. She was just like, "Don't do it," except for Here, her heroin. Here's, here's. No, she didn't want her followers to know she was on junk. Oh, so she was even like William S. Burroughs type. So the cause of temperance receives a strong impulse from the cause of Christian Science. Temperance and truth are allies, and their cause prospers in proportion to the spirit of love that nerves the struggle. People will differ in their opinions as to means to promote. Promote the ends of temperance, that is, abstinence from intoxicating beverages. Whatever intoxicates a man uh, stultifies and causes him to degenerate, to degenerate physically and morally. Strong drink is unquestionably an evil, and evil cannot be used temperately. In its slightest use, it's abuse. Hence, only temperance is total abstinence. So basically, I'm a bitch hypocrite. Yes. Hmm. So this is fine. Mary was a morphine addict since her fall in 1866. As mentioned, right. this is total cult leader behavior or person behavior. It's fine. <laughs> Feminist icon. Sure. Why not? This is why I think women like WWF's China should be canonized by the modern feminists. Because most of these folks don't know what the fuck they want anyway, and it would be the most honest thing they could do. And while I'm at it, if you believe anything at all, you're wrong. Let everyone do heroin all the time. Make the WNBA a division of NASA so we can pretend to care about it more honestly. <laughs> the view should be hosted by three gender-fluid persons named Danny and Whoopi Goldberg's dog. <laughs> Nothing matters. Mary Baker Eddy would have stopped 9-11 if she made the flight and is a hero regardless. Who the fuck are we worshiping? Oh, jeez. So I, I got really wow. upset when I was writing this. That was, that was religious. Yeah. That was very minister-esque. Uh, uh, you know, I, I just think that everyone should do what they need to do. You know, there's too many... I think that's one of the good things, right, about nowadays. Uh, Tom, I'm taking the opposite approach to you. I mean, see, I seem to have a lot of, uh, a lot of very sarcasm going on here. I don't give a shit what you do, dude. Back in the day, there was too many walls. You got to be like, I don't like to drink, but I'll do heroin. Yeah. Like now, you could be like, I don't, whatever you want to be, you could be. Do heroin. Look, or I, whatever you want to do. Everything I just said, I feel that. I don't believe anything I said is irony. I just got so pent up. When I read things like this, like, you're not even mm. a good cult leader. You're not even a good cult leader. Well, yeah, she not isn't. Even. She's shitty. Right. So she's just acting crazy. And speaking of my behavior just now, speaking of psychotic behavior, 
Yes. Has anyone here ever heard of the term malicious animal magnetism? No. Uh, That is when animal magnetism is a branch of mesmerism. And with the prefix uh, malicious, I would assume that's someone using it for evil. Yes, exactly. It is a cool. What is animal cool. magnetism? Yeah. Very good. It's when uh, the it's it's like a man on female experience. It's not it's borderline sexual release without touching. It's just eye staring and knee bumping. Like uh, there's no like, everyone's fully clothed. Like frotting. Like, frotting. No, no, there's not even rubbing. It it it's just okay. like I, I would assume it, if it, if you're like just pent up and like a, a, a fucking like weird mustachioed male mesmer like stares in your eyes, it's some kind of cathartic release for like like not getting laid enough women back in the day. Right. So it's like the sad man that goes to a strip club and just from watching, yeah, comes his pants. That, that's kind of like that if the genders were reversed and we're in the period. Okay, all right, all right, I get it, I gotcha. I don't know how I knew that. Well, Cody, you're pretty spot on. It's a term coined that that was basically the basis of George Lucas's well-known film, The Star Wars. Now, if you can heal people, this is the idea, if you can heal people with prayer and thought with the help of Jesus, you can fuck people up by praying to Satan. Now, I'm going to quote this bitch right now. One of the greatest crimes practiced practiced in or known to the ages is mental assassination mind bullets a mind liberated from the beliefs of sense to do good by perverting its power becomes warped into the lines of evil without let or hindrance so so if this isn't occultism i don't know what is mary also Reevaluated her husband's death from years prior, changing the phrasing from mesmeric poison to malicious um, oh. animal magnetism assassination. And with any amateur cult, you're going to get defectors, right? She's got this cult going on. Um, whenever she wasn't feeling well, she blamed it on her many defectors using her own teachings against her, like some mm-hmm. kind of white wizard. Mary oh, believed I love that she white was. Wizards. Mary believed that she was being attacked by up to 50,000 roast mortem listeners at any given time. And and she created a network of bodyguards to protect her from these telepathic attacks. Wait, these are telepathic bodyguards? Yeah, they would just hang out around her. Are these real people? Like, can I knock them down or are they like in her mind? You could punch every one of these people in the face. Okay, so they're tangible. So they just yeah. hang out and they're just like, oh, I'm gonna block those fucking brainwaves through your mem. No, they were All like right. students of the school. Like, they'd pay $300 to be in the school and she'd be like, oh. I'll give you a dollar oh. off your tr- uh, off your, um... Off your fucking tuition if you stand outside my door all night for a, a year. Right. So this is like ROTC, uh, but for brain children that are dumb. Right. Exactly. So this was something that she was in. It, she instilled upon all of her followers. She's like, look, this shit is real. And if I die, it's definitely not because of old age or heroin abuse. It's because I got mentally assassinated. So with that being said... Can someone ask me how Mary was mentally assassinated? Uh, all right, I gotta ask this one. Do it. When did her brain get more wrinkled, like super wrinkled, from mentally being assassinated? Uh, that's a great question. So, December 3rd, 
1910. She died in her home in Chestnut Hill, Newton, Massachusetts, of pneumonia. Mm. That's it. She died. Uh, to this day, she is... <sighs> oh, God. To this day, if you search this woman online, you will find lots of followers. Now, they're not as crazy as Scientology people. They don't have the power. But people still think that this is a legitimate woman. Uh, yeah, she was a woman. She was a real woman. But she was not a leader. Well, it's still really a church to. today. Christian science. Yeah, even. I mean, like every other church, their attendees have fallen dramatically. But. Bit. There we are. So, all right. So, all right. So we got her and Martin Luther. We've got how many denominations do we have left of Protestantism? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say of every religion. I'm just yeah. like, off oh, billions, well, shitloads you know. but like of Protestantism. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy what happens. Um, you got Probably this woman. Billions. You got this woman. She makes a religion. The religion's still around. It's based on nothing. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, there is an overlap of legit Christians and le legit science people going, what the fuck? Is this even? Yeah, okay. It's an abomination like, of any thought process. Yeah, both sides are like, no one asked for this. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like when, when like the first like when when like the first Steve Irwin saw a platypus, like who the fuck signed off on this thing? Right, and yeah. it's not even cool. Because, yeah, because all the all all the people who are into it are like, yeah, dude, I got a cold one time. I prayed, and the science said I was better. So does this? I don't really know too much about Christian science. Um. But do they look at her kind of like a, um, like a, uh, she's an uh, L. Ron Hubbard of, yeah, they, is they, she like an L. Ron Hubbard? Uh, like, do people like, w like not worship her, but well, like, she raped a lot less kids, but people do worship her. Okay. She didn't have the fucking, she didn't have the fucking muscle to be L. Ron. Well, right. L. Ron's got that fucking Battlestar Galactica dick. Right. He had the Hollywood people, which is, yeah. you know, mm. they're, they're two different. Let's put it this way. They drink from the same water, these two. Yeah. Her shit yeah. didn't catch on as much. It never hit Hollywood. It was mostly West Coast. There are still people. It's an American religion. Yeah. So it's like Mormonism. It's actually more akin to Joseph Smith, uh, which Cody brought up before. Um, I did not. Yeah, you did. I did. It was Travis. One of you guys did. Don't it. worry, my brain works still. You think that I just talk about my peepee -pee and fucking clams? But no, don't it, worry. It's a it's a non it's a, it's such a non invasive uh, like invasive religion that it doesn't really enter our sphere of thought when yeah. we think about religions that much. But mm -hmm. there was a Christian Science Church uh, or, or Christian Science Reading Room around the corner from me, next to my dentist office. Well, that's very ironic because she was married to a dentist. I bet they didn't even know that. I bet you they didn't. And I wonder <laughs> if that dentist, oh my God, it was reincarnate. No, but in all seriousness, um, this was an episode that was very fun to research because I didn't know anything about Christian science whatsoever. So I went in blind. Yeah, me neither. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, no, thank, thank you, Tom, for so, bringing this stupid bitch in. Hey, guys, you're welcome. <laughs> it's a lot more fun to bring in them stupid bitches than those perfect people. Shout out to Cary Grant. Um, <laughs> but thanks for listening. Sorry if I yeah, yelled too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, and by yeah. sorry, I mean <laughs> take it, take it up, but take it, mm. take it. Uh, Jesus entered me through science. That's this whole episode. I think I'm a Christian scientist because right now I feel full. Nice, dude. <laughs> I feel full with beer, but also with Jesus and science. Mm. Like if you could take a Earl Meyer flask. And shove it into yeah. me. Oh wow! Oh, that's Christ. 
That's, That's pretty inside the flask. Yeah, like a little tiny, little tiny figurine of Christ in the Earl Meyer, Meyer flask. Oh God! I wonder how many times this woman thought Jesus entered her and didn't dare mention to her followers because you know she was still, she was still. You got to wait till marriage. If I'm, Can't marry yeah, Jesus. If I, if I was slightly religious and I did a lot of heroin, I would think I'd get fucked by Jesus. That would we be cool. Say fucked, we said entered. And yeah, well, that, I mean, come on, come on, Cody. Let's cut cut around the bushes. And now uh, we should also cut around the bushes when we end the, end the show. You make you these go, idioms up. Like, yeah, we cut around the bush. <laughs> you you, you, you mix up splitting <laughs> hairs and beating around the bush. All right, well, we'll cut around and, the bushes. We're gonna go right in the end of the show. You should go to <laughs> Rosemortem Cast. RosemaryCast.com, where you could buy our shirts and check out interesting data. And then interesting data. you could also you could also go to patreon.com slash where you could give us some bills. And we release some interesting stuff like you see notes about what our show and I don't know. Sometimes we do stupid shit with our mouth. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'll give that a big old I. Agree with Travis. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It's very weird to close the show out, Tom. You do you do a good job. I'm tired of talking, but I'll do it. Thank you for yeah. listening to the show. The show is Rose Mortem. Remember it. Tell your friend. Give us a review. You know what? Give Rose us a review. Mortem. Make it a bad review. Tell tell. No, give us the no. worst review you can imagine. No. Make that. Give us that mis- dismal four star review. One of the oh, worst no. you can give. Oh, I've never had those. Trying to get itself out there. Oh, we're such a young podcast. We've only been doing this for a few years now. We should got our shit together by now. But no, seriously, thank you for listening. We love you very much. Thank yeah. you all the Patreon people. Uh, the Discord is getting more fun. We are developing it, and uh, on. our subjects are getting more fun too. Uh, Mike yeah, and- is the only part that isn't more. And, and next week we will all shave our heads so we can get more listeners because no. we'll be like no. roast, we'll be like Joe Rogan. Joe. All right, Rosen. that's it. Swick, cut it out. We're bye, done. bye, 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 bye. But guess what, dude? I did DMT one time. Oh, Kanima must be on the show and Grimes. We're cutting around the bush. I want to be on Grimes' TV show. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Good night.